They're saying, don't exercise now. People need to wake up and realize that this bullshit vaccine, this bullshit gene therapy is causing more harm than it is good. But yet you got the government still mandating it in some aspects saying, if you don't get it, you can't work. Look at Canada. What's going on there? If you don't think it could happen there or happen here, take a look at their playbook. Because if Canada is successful, the United States is going to slowly start implementing all that, all that other bullshit if they haven't already. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Uncommon Podcast with B-Pop and Duff. Duff, what's up, brother? Nothing much, buddy. How about yourself? I'm good. Waiting for this uh, Arctic cold blast to come in. This damn global warming is a motherfucker. No, it's a little chilly. <laughs> We're going to be in the single digits. For being global warming, it's been a little chilly. Right. You know? Well, right. Well, hey, everybody. Uh, like we do every episode, we want to send a special thank you and shout out to all of our uh First responders out there, so please, firefighters, EMTs, frontline workers, active duty military, and veterans serve this great country. Without everything you do, we could not do what we do. So from the bottom of our hearts, we thank you for everything that you do and the sacrifices you make. Absolutely, and I want to start this off just a little bit differently. Take a page out of Andy Frisella's playbook there, Brett. Right now, whether you're driving, whether you're whatever you're doing, in the next 10 seconds, since you're listening to this episode right now on your phone, I want you to hit that little square with the little, what do they even call that with a little arrow? The share. I want you to hit that little share icon. And I want you to send this to a couple people because this episode is going to have plenty of information that everybody you know should hear. That's all I know. And yep. so if you could do that right now, right now, send this to one other person. That would really help us out. And by the end of the episode, if you feel like other people need to hear it, please share it with them as well. Absolutely. Uh, please help us grow this podcast. We uh, obviously take our time and effort and energy and our finances to do this. And, uh, you know, we just want to grow it. So anything you can do to help us out, we would sincerely appreciate that. Well, and it's your podcast. That's and right. I'm talking to you out there that, that's listening right now. Like, I could talk to Brett about this every day. We do talk every day pretty much. Like, you and I can just talk about this. Exactly. And that's fine. But we're trying to do some of the legwork for some of these people out there that don't have time to do the legwork on some of these issues that are coming up right now. And it's on you guys to help us, you know, share the information that we're putting out there to make sure that as many possible people can hear it as, you know, as we can within the week span or before the next episode drops or whatever. Absolutely. So what are we talking about today, man? I feel like today we could get a little spicy on this one. I don't know. I just spent the last week taking text messages from you bitching about fact, fact checkers and everything else. So. Yeah. So for those <laughs> out there listening, uh, you set up our uh, Facebook business page and you know, let's, you know, sometimes, man, I don't want to post political shit. I just want to post like funny shit or motivational stuff or whatever the case may be. Right. So before the, uh, before the Super Bowl, I posted that Simpsons meme. Show, and this is not. This is no fucking joke. Anybody out there can get on our Facebook business page. By the way, you should get on the Facebook business page and like it. That's at Uncommon Pod, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, P-O-D is all caps. Yeah. So anyway, I posted a meme, a Simpsons meme of 
Homer lifting up his shirt, and it showed the Cincinnati Bengals beating the L.A. Rams by whatever the score was. It was 34-31. Yeah, something like that. And so we did that Simpsons episode, I think it was episode 28 or something like that, and I put a, a caption on this meme, and I'm like, I think we talked about this very same thing on episode 28. You know, let's hope the Simpsons are right. Clearly humorous. Them motherfuckers fact-checked. Fact-checked the meme. Are you, but but when I say they fact-checked the meme, Dustin, they went back like a week and a half later and said it was partially false information. It's a fucking meme of the Simpsons, for shit's sake. Prior to that, prior to that, I posted a meme. Uh, it was a, a quote by Abraham Lincoln. So it was a picture of Abraham Lincoln, and there was a quote that... Uh, I, I personally like the quote, and it's talking about freedoms. I'm actually going to pull it up here real quick, so I'm not totally talking out my ass. And this quote was, America will never be destroyed from the outside. If we falter and lose our freedoms, it will be because we destroyed ourselves. Those cocksuckers fact-checked that. So in my little fit of rage, I found this meme that said, Facebook fact-checkers are very smart, highly intelligent, and non-biased individuals. But... Over top of that, kind of like a watermark, it says false information checked by independent fact checkers. Ironically enough, they haven't fact checked that one yet. Nope. So for all, for Facebook fact checkers, fuck you. So and on Saturday at almost 8 o'clock at night, I get a text message for everybody out there. It says, bro, Facebook fact checked the Simpsons Super Bowl meme I posted last week. Are you fucking kidding me? That platform is a fucking joke. <laughs> Only to be followed up with. <laughs> yep, I posted some more shit, so let's see what they do about that. <laughs> yeah, the one I posted after that, after they fact checked my Simpsons meme, because it's just it's it, it's just it, it's petty, okay? So the next one I posted, it said, if Facebook existed in 1776, it shows a picture of Paul Revere saying the British are coming. The caption says, false information fact by independent fact checkers. Not all the British, only the British Army, so partly false. That's what that that's the shit we're living in these days. And so it just it kind of lit me up and you, we were talking last week and there was an episode of um Real AF with Andy Frisella. Uh you and I are avid listeners of his podcast and he talks about freedoms and you know how we're really not free in this country, right? And I think I sent you this other one about Braveheart and I honestly think before I read this one of, of Braveheart, I think that we need more people more people need to watch Braveheart and stop watching American Idol and CNN and Fox News and just get a little dose of what freedom really should be. I think every man should watch that movie and figure out what men used to be like. That's what I think. I think there's a bunch of dudes that left their balls in their wives or their girlfriend's purse and they forgot that they were in there and they've <laughs> been terrified to stand up for what they know is the truth or what they know to be the truth. Right. So this meme shows a picture of Mel Gibson from Braveheart when he's getting ready to run into a battle. And it says, they may take our lives and 40% of our income, our rights to smoke a plant, fish and hunt without a license, collect rainwater, drink raw milk, sell lemonade in our front yard, travel freely between countries, purchase alcohol on Sunday, and our choice to not wear a seatbelt or buy health insurance. But they'll never take our... Where was I going with this? Pretty accurate. It's pretty accurate, right? Yep. You know... Let's lead in with this first clip that you wanted to hit on, okay? Because I think it's going to encompass a lot of what we're going to talk about in this episode. If you guys haven't figured it out, we're fiery up about a couple different aspects that we're going to try to tie it all in together. 
kind of centered around like the censorship and message pushing and that kind of stuff. But we wanted to start off with this clip real quick. Interesting thing about this country is if they, they, we, they, they talk about how we have freedom of choice. Uh-huh. You know, we have freedom of choice. Yeah, uh, very limited. If it's an important thing, limited choice. Uh, two political parties, essentially, two. Uh, big media companies, five, mm-hmm. six. Max. Yeah. yeah. Oil companies, down to three now, I think, uh-huh. overall, three or four. Uh, banks, the big banks, the big brokerage houses, the big accounting firms, all of the things that are important reduced in choice. Mm. Newspapers in a city, how many? Used to be three, four, now it's one or two that are owned by the same people and they also own a radio station right. and a TV station. <laughs> but jelly beans, 32 yeah. flavors. Yeah. Ice cream, all the things that don't matter. The, the unimportant things, a lot of choices. Yeah. And you know what I say? You, you, your cho- you know what your freedom of choice is in America? Paper or plastic. Yeah. That's it, man. It comes down to paper or plastic, <laughs> cash or charge, aisle or window, smoking or non-smoking, yeah. Coke or Pepsi. These are your choices. <laughs> Everything else is kind of laid out for you. You get to do what they really want. They do what they want. The yeah. ones who own this country, they do what they want. Speaking of our choices being usurped or, or, or taken away from us, mm-hmm. what do you make of what? And, and I'm, I'm fascinated to ask you this because all the things that you've been talking about for years. Mm-hmm. Are, I mean, we've come full circle on this stuff. That's why I was so fascinated, and thank you for coming on the program. Sure. But here we are now, you know, 30 years after you were talking about mm-hmm. it, with this huge debate, this huge fight about whether or not our civil liberties are being taken away from yeah. us. What, what's, what, what are your thoughts on... Well, I think if you looked at the record of um, laws which have been passed in the last 30 to 40 years, there's a thing called social hysteria. Mm-hmm. Social hysteria is whipped up generally by the media. Uh, crime. In Nixon's time, crime was the big social hysteria issue. There's too much crime. They're coddling the courts, they're coddling the criminals. We have to tougher laws. So a lot of civil liberties went away in terms of um, the rights of criminals and the rights of the accused and, and the people going on trial. These, these were li- limited. They were cut down. These rights which are guaranteed by the Constitution in the Bill of Rights. Uh, another social hysteria, drugs. The drug thing happened, same thing. Uh, big, big flow of drugs, we're going to fight the drugs, we need newer, tougher laws, we need draconian sentences, we need to be able to go into houses, we need to be able to do this, we have reasonable, reason, you know, all of these, all of these shortcuts have, have resulted in less liberties because of social hysteria. The media whips up the frenzy, people get all excited, mm-hmm. the legislature passes it, the president, the executive signs it, and the judges then, the, the judicial branch, okays it sometime later when it gets to them. Yeah. And, and what has happened is you have less freedom, less liberties, less civil liberties, less rights. And the third social hysteria is terrorism. That, that was whipped up. Now, there's, it's a little, probably a little more cause there. You look at the, the 9-11, it's a very dramatic event. Mm-hmm. But that, too, has been used to, with, to, with this Patriot Act to reduce our liberties. They say, well, if you have nothing to hide, what do you worry about? You know that? That mm-hmm. old argument? Oh, yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you ask, tell me about the people that are, you know, just getting out of prison because of the DNA, if they got, mm-hmm. had nothing to hide. Uh, it's, it's just, listen, th- this country is, is owned by the ownership class. They do pretty much what they want. I figure it's like a freak show. Here's what I do. You know what I do? To me, if you're born in the world, yeah. you get a ticket to the freak show. They get a ticket to the freak show. If you're born in America, you got a front row seat. So some people, some people are in the freak show. Yeah. We got our freaks. Yeah. Then some people, they uh, want to fix the freaks. Yeah. These are the ACLU lawyers, environmentalists. Well, let's fix the freaks. We're yeah. going to fix them up. Oh, isn't that terrible? Let's do this. 
And then there are folks who just watch the freak show, yeah. as me. And some of us get to write about it or talk about it. Right. And I do that. That's you too. Yeah. And I say, oh, look at you. I, look how badly you're doing. I don't yeah. even I count myself in. Yeah. I say, look how badly you folks are doing. How did you do this to yourself? Why did you let them do So real quick, just because I didn't do it before I started, that was George Carlin uh, on Freedom of Choice that was posted on YouTube um, back on June 5th, 2009. Yeah, yeah, that was an old one. And, man, I love George Carlin. I saw him back in, geez, what was it? It had to be 2005 at the Stardust in Vegas <laughs> when he was working on one of his last comedy skits or comedy specials for HBO. Uh, he was a comedic genius. But, you know, his stance on the whole freedom in the U.S. thing really makes a lot of sense. I mean, we do have the freedoms to pick whatever, you know, chain restaurant we want to go to. Or we had the freedom to, you know, it used to be paper or plastic. Now it's, uh, do you want to carry your stuff out or do you have a reusable bag? You earth-hating human for wanting plastic bags. You know, the the real choices, the real freedoms, you got to really wonder, you know, do those exist? And the reason I bring that up is because what we dealt with for the last two years, you know, there's another video that I found of his, and it was kind of a long video, so I didn't want to play it on this show, but he talks about, you know, we don't have rights anymore here in, in the U.S. We have temporary privileges. And at any moment in time, I think what we all should have recognized with the, the rise in COVID, and really, you know, most of us should have recognized the back after 9-11 when the Patriot Act came in, the NSA started spying on, you know, collecting data on cell phones and all that shit. But what we all should need, need to realize is the government can step in and take away these quote unquote freedoms or these privileges at, at any point in time they deem it necessary for a quote unquote emergency. You ever notice how everything these days is deemed to be an emergency? We had a COVID emergency. Now we have, you know, these, these anti-vax and anti-mass protests, emergencies. You have this emergency going on right now with Ukraine, you know, Canada, and we're going to get into some of the Canada bullshit, but Canada instituted emergency powers because of a, a fucking trucker convoy. Are you kidding me? These governments will stop at nothing. They stop at nothing to figure out a way to enact an emergency power, emergency authority, so they can continue to whittle away at these liberties that we perceive that we have. And that's what really fires me up these days. You know what I mean? What happened this last weekend in Canada should scare the shit out of everybody. Now, I'll start off by saying, I don't know Canadian politics all that much, but at all, quite honestly. But I thought this whole time Canada was a free country, same, same as us. They were very similar. I, you're right. They claim freedom, right? We played that one clip about uh, from the newsroom, you know, where he talks about all the countries that technically have freedom, right? right? But how they run their legislature and how they run, you know, how laws get enacted. We, they don't have necessarily, they have like a Congress type thing, right? Where they just stand back and forth and yell at each other. Actually, it's actually kind of comical if you think about it, just on a kind of a lighter note to the whole Canada thing, because I hate this guy. I, I, I hate him, who he is. Fidel, but, Fidel Castro 2.0. Yeah, yeah. Trudeau, Trudeau Castro. Yeah, <laughs> Trudeau Castro. Hyphenate that, baby. Fidel Trudeau. <laughs> yeah, but um, but no, it was actually kind of entertaining. I was watching that when they were razzing him about, you know, some of these mandates and everything else, and they were screaming at him across the room. It was actually made for good television, but nothing happened. He didn't hear not one word they said. He didn't oh. care about one word they said, and because he has bigger fish that he has to answer to. Like, it's the truth. We've heard Klaus Schwab directly say his name 
from the World Economic Forum. And if you don't know what we're talking about right now, you need to go back and listen to like episode 50. Some of our episodes. Jesus. Episode 50. We talk about it on almost every episode. I don't give a shit about episode 50. I'm just talking about every episode. Right. We bring this freaking topic up. Well, we broke it down on episode 50. That's why I bring that up. But yeah. I agree with you. That is the truth. But, you know, I don't think that they do things, they don't do things like we do here in America, right? Essentially right. is what, what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. And so he's able to just be placed there. And I'm starting to have really big questions. And this is going on a total side note, but I don't, and I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but just like we feel that Newsom was placed and then he was brought back in on that recall vote. However, they ended up getting that done. He's no different. Right. He's no different. He's placed there. Right. He's protected. He knows he's protected. That's why he hasn't done anything in terms of these mandates. So, you know, I just don't know what they what they expect. Well, you know, you, you take a look. Let's talk about Canada for a moment. So for, for anybody out there that has been living under a rock, you know that there was a, uh, a, a trucker convoy, a trucker protest that was organized and uh, ended up in Ottawa, which is the capital of, of Canada. That's where Parliament is and all that sort of shit. And, you know, they basically blocked the entire city, basically shut the city down with the semis and whatnot so you, to, to make a point. And honestly, they made a very good point. And what made me proud of the truckers in Canada are they've actually done more to protest all these draconian COVID lockdowns and vaccine mandates and all this shit than we have in the U.S. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I am extremely proud of those Canadians up in Canada. But here's the problem. They've got a leader up there, and Joe Biden does the same thing down here. This is an actual quote from Justin Trudeau back on December 29th of 2021. We are going to end this pandemic by proceeding with vaccination. There is still a part of the population fiercely against it. They don't believe in science or progress and are often misogynistic and racist. They take up some space. This leads us, as a leader and as a country, to make a choice. Do we tolerate these people? That's, a, that's an exact quote from a speech he gave. Now, let's parse through that quote just for one moment. Go ahead. Tolerate. Tolerate. Okay. So he's assuming— Come tolerate me, dog. Well, hang on. Right. No, I'm being serious. Yeah. Like, these guys talk so fucking tough, right? right? Like, it pisses me off. Like, you're so tough, homeboy. Come over here, and I'm going to smack the chiclets out of your fucking mouth. How about that? Right. So, so, he, so, so he talks about that people don't believe in the science when it's clear and the data's out there that the vaccine doesn't work as advertised, okay? Neil Cavuto on Fox Business came out, I don't know how long ago, a month, two months ago, talking about how everybody should be vaccinated, and he was pro-vaccine mandate, which is ironic to me given that he is a very uh, conservative talk show host on Fox on the on Fox Business. But he came out and said he was pro-vax mandate. He even came out and said if it wasn't for him getting vaccinated, you know, uh, after he got COVID, it could have been worse. Hey, dipshit, you got COVID after you got vaxxed. There is literally an article on MSN right now where Neil Cavuto is talking about he's been double jabbed and boosted and got COVID a second time. And thanks God. In this article, he's thanking God that he got the vaccine because if not, that, that second dose of COVID could have killed him. Hey, genius, genius, if you didn't have the vaccine and the booster and all the bullshit affecting your immune system, maybe your body could have fought off COVID just a little bit easier, right? It makes sense. Right. Now, we'll, we'll get on COVID here, here a little bit later, but I bring that up because you look at Trudeau's comments— and they're acting like this vaccine is some sort of 
catch-all that's going to cure the whole freaking thing, and clearly the data is showing it's not. It's not going to affect anything. And yet he then comes out after all the bullshit that he was complicit in and taking orders from Klaus Schwab and the WEF and all this other. And the reason, the reason, just for our listeners, the reason we keep saying Klaus Schwab and WEF, Justin Trudeau is on the Young Global Leaders alumni for the World Economic Forum. He is one of their stooges. Okay, and if anybody wants to know what that entails, just go to the WEF's website, go to the World Economic Forum website and go to their Great Reset page. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is a conspiracy that they're all involved in. But go to their page and read about their fucking utopia of the Great Reset or the Fourth Industrial Revolution or as the United Nations calls it, Agenda 2030. It's all the exact same shit. But I say that because. I want you to cue up that Justin Trudeau clip that uh, I sent you because we, I, I want to break this down and kind of walk through a lot of this Canadian bullshit. The illegal blockades are hurting Canadians, whether they're in Ottawa, Windsor, Coots, or Emerson. They're endangering jobs. They're threats to our economy and to public safety. The blockades are hurting small businesses and neighborhoods. At the border... They're impacting trade, supply chains, and manufacturing. The people these blockades are hurting are everyday families. Auto assembly workers, farmers, truckers, and blue-collar Canadians. This morning, I spoke with David Cassidy of Unifor, who told me how badly this is hurting workers in southern Ontario. We both agree that blockades are unacceptable and that they have to end for the good of all Canadians. This morning, I had a direct call with President Biden to talk about our shared challenges at the border. I updated him on the situation, particularly in Windsor. We discussed the American and indeed global influences on the protest. We talked about the U.S.-based flooding of the 911 phone lines in Ottawa, the presence of U.S. citizens in the blockades, and the impact of foreign money to fund this illegal activity. President Biden and I both agree that for the security of people and the economy, these blockades cannot continue. So make no mistake, the border cannot and will not remain closed. Okay, so a couple things on that snippet that we just played. The blockades are unacceptable because they're shutting down businesses and hurting families. What was he directly a part of in instituting over the last two years? Shutting down businesses, preventing people from working, right? Closing the economy down because of COVID, firing employees because the exact it, same thing firing employees because they wouldn't get vaccinated so this is this is the old rules for thee and not for me bullshit right when the people finally stand up and protest against all these mandates and all this bullshit and all these truckers are saying is listen we're in our trucks by ourselves for like what 19 hours out of the day why do i have to be vaccinated when i'm not around anybody else okay and that's just assuming the fucking vaccine worked. Never mind the fact that it doesn't work. That's all these truckers are saying, right? But yet this guy has the balls and the audacity to come out and basically say that everything the truckers are doing is just this brand new thing that hasn't happened that he wasn't directly a part of for the last two years. So basically what he's saying is, I can do this, but you can't. 
Right. Just like him wearing blackface. Just like him wearing blackface. You know, it's funny how these world leaders, you know, in this quote that I read talking about misogynistic and racist, correct me if I'm wrong, but Justin Trudeau is white, right? Correct. As a white man, is it ever appropriate to dress up in blackface? I think it's been fairly established at this point with all the canceling that's gone on across the world that okay. that's not acceptable. Same like with I Howard. Think there's been plenty of examples, right, outside of him. Same with Howard Stern. Sure. Okay. Same with Joe Biden. Now, Joe Biden never wore blackface that I know of, but he sure uses a lot of uh, racial hate speech in a lot of his old speeches. Geriatric blackface. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's, it, it cracks me up how Justin Trudeau says he consulted with Joe Biden. Did you have to remind Joe where he was before you consulted with him? Like, and, and I say that jokingly, but it, it, ultimately it's a fact, okay? Trudeau comes out and basically demonizes the, these protesters. Now, I don't know what the protests were like in, in Canada in 2020. I have no idea as it pertains to the George Floyd, the BLM protests. I'm sure they had some up there, but I don't know to, to the severity they were. But correlating that down here, so GoFundMe, GoFundMe raised money in 2020 to bail out rioters, arsonists, looters, Kamala Harris, Justin Timberlake, celebrities, politicians alike, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden even, raised money to bail out people that were destroying communities, right? GoFundMe, I'm trying to think of the word I want to use here, GoFundMe had, had the audacity to set up accounts to aid in this illegal behavior. But yet GoFundMe takes down $9 million worth of donations for the trucker protest and initially said they're going to distribute it to a charity of their choice, which would be theft, until they got all sorts of pushback online and then finally decided, hey, we're going to go in and we're going to refund the money back to the people that gave it. But before we do that, we're going to send all the information for the people that donated to the trucker convoy to the powers that be in the U.S. and in, in Canada. For what purpose? Because they're watching you. They're watching your financial transactions. They're keeping track of who you are, all this shit. Canadian TV, because of the trucker protests, were using the, the words insurrection. Does that sound familiar to you? What's that sound familiar to you from? Well, you know goddamn good and well. I'm just letting you finish your point. It's the fucking January 6th thing. But yeah, I mean... Dude, it's just, it's corruption at the highest levels. Like there's nobody, when you don't have accountability for anybody, then you don't, then there's no rules. Right. One last thing on the GoFundMe thing. So GiveSendGo is a Christian-based crowdfunding platform, right? So GiveSendGo comes in and says, hey, you know, you guys can all donate your money here. We will not do this. We will, we will only flow the money where it's designed to go. So what's the Canadian parliament do? or the Canadian powers to be so, Trudeau institutes the Emergencies Act, which is their version of effectively martial law, to where it grants Trudeau enormous authority that he already took under COVID, but ramped it up even more to get into the financial transactions of individual citizens. So what they did last week, to, to recap for anybody out there that may not have listened, what they did last week was they were identifying who protesters were by their license plates. And what they were then doing, this is what the Great Reset is going to look like for all of us in the future if we don't stand up against this. So they, they identified the truckers based on their license plates. They then, once they identified who they were because of this Emergencies Act, they then were able to go to the banks and freeze their bank accounts. Now, think about if you have cryptocurrency 
how much easier it would be to freeze your assets, freeze your bank accounts, just shut it off, right? This is the scary road we're going down, okay? Now, I'm, I'm talking about Canada, but this shit isn't that far away from, from here. So they froze the bank accounts of, of the protesters that they identified based off of their license plates. They then instructed the banks in Canada to go through and identify anybody that donated or transferred money to the protesters that they identified and froze their bank accounts. So when word got out, apparently there's five major banks in Canada. When word got out, there was a run on the banks last week, which could be a total economic disaster if everybody just pulled their money out of the banks. This is kind of akin to what happened in 08 when the stock market crashed and people started freaking out and pulled their money out of the banks. That's why the banks back then said, hey, you can only get $1,000 at a time, whatever that number was, okay? So there was a run in the banks for about two hours. All five of those Canadian banks went offline entirely. You could not access your bank account online. I think this was last Wednesday that this happened. Okay. So understand when they talk about the finances and they're going to take all the finances away due to these emergency powers, this is not going to be a temporary thing. The, uh, the next clip I want you to queue up. Uh, I got something I want to go into real quick. Okay. So we're talking about tyranny and people being unchecked and not having accountability just for everybody out there. Some that you need to know that I found out just the other day. Now the Clinton foundation, their lawyer that who basically funded the steel dossier and all kinds of shit. Now he's in, tied in with BLM. Well, that's convenient. Do you find that funny that that happens right before we start hearing grumblings that she may end up having to run? It's pretty. We talked about this on the last episode. It's pretty pathetic how they're having to try to resurrect this woman that is so freaking corrupt that they can't. I mean, how how do they hide it other than continue to try to gaslight the population? But what I'm saying is, is that if you don't think that they're going to be directly involved with starting some sort of race uprising some sort of race division bullshit to try to get her in a better position than she was last time against Trump and da, 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 da. And look at, they're going to come out and they're going to tell all these black people and all these Hispanic people and all these, whatever ethnicity you want to talk about, they're going to, they're going to promise them the fucking world. And they're going to try to, they're going to try to steal the vote again. Yeah. All I would say to that, you know, we're... She should be in prison. She should be. You know, we already touched on this on the last episode, but I totally agree with you. And anybody out there that has questions about Trump and Biden and, and their stance on racial equality, think about this for a moment. And I said this on the last episode. Trump wanted to create or identify 40 cities in the U.S. to invest in financial literacy education, entrepreneurship education, startup money for black owned businesses. You know, he wanted to create 40 black wall streets basically to lift up the entire community and Joe Biden solution. Go get your fucking free crack pipe. Well, dude, I need everybody out there just to understand how this all works. Clinton is Biden. That's right. Biden is Clinton. Finkel is Ihorn. Ihorn is Finkel. But do you understand what I'm saying? Like they are, they want the same thing. They're from that ex- that same class of just even just senators, right? They're from the same cloth, man. Think about how old Joe Biden is and how old Hillary Clinton is. He was there when she came in, right? Right. Dude, they are all from the same class. They are all from the same thread. They are all from the same cloth. All of them. Right. You can interchange, and you can say that on the Republican side too, because there's a there's a ton of Republicans that I've been screaming need to get primaried. So don't 
don't come at me and act like I'm just sitting in some fucking echo chamber. Because the truth is, is that everybody's just too goddamn lazy to get off their ass and take a look at a couple things to actually be educated before they go put their name on a piece of paper no different than a goddamn contract. We're so easy to just, oh, yeah, those are my mail-in ballot. Let me just sign this box right here. I'm going to go drop it off. That's a place right there. <laughs> like, take some fucking time. Like, wow. look at what's going on, dude. Because I'm like, I'm at that Andy Frisella podcast. We're going to play a clip of it here towards the end. But that had me so mad, dude. So mm-hmm. mad. Because it really did make me think. Like, I am not a free man in my own country. I'm not a free man in, in what's supposed to be the freest country in the world. Right. I am not a free person. Right. We're still not. And if you don't think that this inflation and everything else is going to just create more issues to where they're going to try to restrict more of your behavior, more of your movement, more of your money, more of your assets, if you don't think that they're going to try to do that, you're out of your mind. You need to move somewhere else. As Andy Frisella would say, you are in the bottom 1% of IQ in the whole fucking country. And that's just the truth at this point. I'm sorry. If you can't see things that are obvious, Brett, If you can't see things and say, that doesn't make sense. Why are they doing that? And you don't take the next step to just say, is there really bad corruption going on here? Or is this just maybe a figment of my imagination? Even just to rule things out. Right. If you don't take that time and you're, "Eh, yeah, I saw that headline on Facebook. I'm just going to vote for this person because so-and-so told me to vote for this person. You're an idiot. Yeah. You're an idiot. Yeah. Well, you Sorry, know, that was my, I had to get that clean shit no, out because good. it was bothering me. Dude. No, you're good, man. You know, so we go back to uh, the whole Canadian thing. And like I said, I don't know their politics up there, but you know, this emergency power or emergency uh, order that Trudeau put in last week basically gives him authority to do whatever the hell he wants. And what they're doing now is very akin to, or, or very close to what uh, the DHS news bulletin got put out two weeks ago about identifying domestic terrorists and basically what Trudeau and the powers that be up in Canada are doing is anybody that's protesting, they're considered to be a domestic terrorist. There was a video that came out Friday of the cops bringing in horses, cops on horseback. Okay. Trampling through the protesters, trampling over. There was at least, and I don't want to exaggerate this. The video I saw showed two people being trampled by these horses two people. I heard a report and I don't know how accurate this is, but I heard a report that the, one of the women that got trampled died over the weekend. And yet there was no mention of this whatsoever. No mention of it on the news on, on locally or, or world news. I think Fox news had something on it very briefly. You know what I mean? Going back to the George Carlin thing, when he talks about, you know, you have freedom of choice on, on what news stations you watch or what newspapers you read. No, you don't because the same people that, that have Fox news and CNN is the same freaking owner or they're part of the same club. You know what I mean? It's all the, it's all the same shit. But anyway, these people are getting trampled and yet everybody turns a blind eye to it as if it didn't happen. That's disgusting. Just like Ashley Babbitt gets killed. And yet there's no accountability for the police officer that shot her being completely negligent, shooting into a crowd of people, not at one particular individual, but Hey, you know what? It doesn't fit the narrative if we punish him. So let's, let's turn a blind eye to it. Do you want better? Whatever happened to people being whipped on the border by people on horseback? Oh, yeah. The left was all up in arms about that, but they don't, they're they totally silent. And matter of fact, a lot of them are cheering for the police running over these people. Because they want 
they want a dictatorship. Right. I uh, I commented on a uh, a video on Zuby actually. So Zuby Music on Twitter posted that video, and I said, Here, here's what's happening. The Canadian government wants it to be violent, and they're using the police up there to instigate the violence so they then have a reason to justify their emergency order. Without violence, they don't have a valid reason to institute that emergency order. That's what's happening. Okay. People need to wake, wake up on that, but let's queue up that financial disclosure requirement. Now this video, before we play it, I'm going to just say that it's a little lengthy. It's about two minutes, a little over two minutes, but what this lady says you should pay attention to, because this right here is literally the great reset in action. You're talking about the one with, uh, Christia yes. the one off of Twitter. Yes. Okay. Uh, in terms of the financial instruments, which our government is using right now to act against these illegal blockades and illegal occupation, uh, we reviewed very, very carefully the tools at the disposal of the federal government. Uh, and we used all the tools that we had prior to the invocation of the Emergencies Act and we determined that we needed some additional tools. Now, some of those tools, uh, we will be putting forward uh, measures to put those tools permanently in place. Uh, the authorities of FinTrack, I believe, do need to be expanded to cover crowdsourcing platforms uh, and uh, payment platform and their payment providers. Uh, so that's that is something that we need to do and we will do and that needs to be in place permanently. Uh, some of these other tools uh, like uh, the sharing of information between law enforcement and financial services and the requirement of financial services to be reviewing their accounts proactively and the immunity from prosecution that we have provided to them in doing this. These are extraordinary measures measures that we absolutely believe are necessary in the current circumstances that are having an impact. And let me also point out having a peaceful impact. Uh, and the other aspect of the financial tools that I would point to as being really effective and important is uh, being clear that insurance on trucks that participate in these illegal occupations and blockades will be suspended. So we didn't have those tools. I don't believe that those tools should be part of the toolbox of a government in ordinary times, but they are necessary in these extraordinary circumstances, and uh, they are having a very uh, clear impact. So what did she just say? We needed additional tools that we didn't have, but under the Emergency Act, we were able to obtain these additional tools and we will put them in place permanently. Does that sound temporary to you? All I know is that when you start messing with people's kids and you start messing with people's families, do people die? Well, that, I'm, that's and, the and, truth. Well, and you're messing now. You're now you're messing with their livelihoods. So, so that's what I'm saying, so, right? These yeah. people are so these people came from all across that country. Yeah. Okay. Saskatchewan. I don't even know all the countries up in Canada, but just from from east to west, north to south, right? We had truckers from every walk of life up in Canada up there. So you have to assume. A majority of them left their families back at home, especially with, you know, young kids and stuff like that. I'm sure they didn't want them to be around that or part of that, right? Until at least yep. they got there. Maybe they flew them out afterwards, whatever. 
But by sheer percentage, okay, by sheer percentage, you have to assume that 90% of these truckers are there by themselves or with friends or whatever, you know, doing this Occupy stuff. So you start freezing these people's accounts, meaning the people that are at home now can't get into these accounts and buy food. They can't heat their home. They can't pay their bills. They can't do these other things. When that kind of tyranny, control starts happening, people die, dude. Yeah. People die. And it has been proven over and over and over and over in history. And what was it? What is always like the, the straw that broke the camel's back, for lack of a better term? Food. It's always food and kids. That's right. Always fooding kids. If you start messing with people's kids, they're going to drag him out. Like Andy Frisella said, Braveheart his ass out in the middle of the fucking street. Yeah. Like, it, it's, this is just so, it makes me so mad, dude, because I have people still in my life that are going, that's just conspiracy. Here's it is happening in the world right now. Well, it is right. happening. Right. Just like the Australia stuff was a conspiracy, even though that was happening, right? This is happening just, just north of our border on this same continent, which is not a good situation. But I wanted to play that because what they're doing is they're, they basically have waged war. The Canadian government under Trudeau has waged war against its people, okay? To where now all financial transactions going through the banking system can be documented and tracked. And that what she just said is this is permanent. So she talks out of both sides of her mouth. She says at the very end, in normal times, these measures aren't needed, but we are not in normal times. No, lady, you're not in normal times because you created these times over the last two years with the bullshit draconian mandates that you're looking to do. Okay. So because we're not in normal times, this is going to be a permanent installation for what they're trying to do. Then they went to the insurance companies and put pressure on the insurance companies to say, Hey, listen, you need to suspend these truckers insurance, right? Suspend their insurance. If they don't have insurance, what can't they do? Can't drive. They can't drive. They can't work. So here's a question to the folks in Canada. What are you going to do when your food doesn't show up at the grocery store? Because the government suspended insurance for let's just say 25% of their truckers. Well, they're just going to point the finger and cry like they always do. Okay. This is the road this is going and this is not a good situation. Now I say this is this is the start of the great reset. Here's why I say that. They're controlling your money, they're controlling what you can spend your money on and soon they're going to control what occupation you can have. Very soon we're going to get into what's called ESG, environmental social governance. AKA a social credit score. Okay. There's already corporations around the world that have ESG scores. Okay. This is going to flow down to every individual human on the planet. And this is your social credit score. And this is what they're going to do. Uh, you know what, Dustin, you, you, you said something on that podcast last week that we just don't like. So we're going to suspend your auto insurance for 60 days. Hopefully you can learn a lesson, right? That remote kill switch in your car that you bought in 2025, yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna execute that so that you can't drive your car for 90 days. Let's see how that treats you. Okay, this is what this is boiling down to. You ever seen Law Abiding Citizen? Yes. Try me. Right now, the last point I want to make because we're running a little long on the Canadian thing here, but I want uh, there's a reason I want to break this down. Last thing I want to break down is is the cops. So I I talked about the horses trampling the people. And on that, real quick, on, this is from a cop side of things. Can I give my perspective on that? Okay. So I've been involved with those, number one. And I've gone as a patron down to, say, the Super Bowl parades where the cops did use horses, right? And they come along this line and they'll push people back. And they use the horse as a barrier. So to say, 
Now they went right into the crowd, so it's a little in, bit different situation. Directly in the middle, of right? It. It's a little bit different situation. And when the cops did like step on somebody at these parades and stuff like that, they would move the horse out and then move them back in and tell people, "You got to move back. You got to move back." Right? Like it wasn't like a f you and just keep trampling on them kind of right. thing, right? But I just want to, for everybody out there, I don't want you to go if, say, the Nuggets win the freaking championship and they go downtown and they start screaming because people are just using horses. Like, that's very common to use horses for a barrier, especially for, like, crowd control. Absolutely. Now, in this situation, they're intentionally walking over. If they both fall down at the same time, if for anybody that hasn't seen the video, there was two main people that fell down, right? They fall down, they get hit by the horse, and they fall down, Okay. So there's one in front, essentially, if you're looking at it, you know, just in, as like a TV screen, there's one up, up top, you know, in front more, and there's one kind of behind that a second person, right? They both go down. I could understand maybe those horses accidentally, the front horse stepping on that first person by accident, you know, and maybe one of the second or third horse stepping on the second person by accident. But after that happened, they would, in, in America, they would move a little bit away so they didn't continue to step on that person and give them another, you know, warning. If you watch the second and third horses in that, they intentionally go right over the top of the first person again. And they ran through the crowd. The horses were galloping through the crowd, not walking. They're like, you tell me to just, just, just take a baseball bat and hit that son of a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. dude, if you're going to do that kind of shit, like, I'm 100% pro-cop, dude. I am I am pro-cop as, as much as a person can be. Mm -hmm. But for that, I'm going to tell you right now, if I see that... My first thought is, I, I've watched enough war videos where there are guys riding around on a freaking thing where you pick up a spear or hit them with a stick and they fall off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. You know, and but they're killing people. Well, so the other thing with that, have you seen the the videos? Plenty of videos and still photos of the police up there. Hey, they have uh, patches over their name tags so that you can't see, you can't identify who the officers are. They got their badge numbers covered up. The uh, the tow trucks towing the semis out of there have the license plates removed, and they have covers over top of the name of the towing companies. I did see that. It's almost, you know, one would have to question, why are they hiding the identities of all these people? And I want to give one shout-out before we move on to the clip here. I want to give a big shout-out to retired detective. I think it was detective was the highest that he got, but Mike Rapson up there in Canada. Um, we followed him on, on Instagram and he's done some different interviews and stuff, but he's a retired police officer and he's very outspoken about these cops and saying, Oh, it's just my job. It's just my job. And you know, he left the job because he didn't believe in the mandates and a lot of the stuff going on. So I wanted to give a huge shout out to retired officer raps. And if you want to follow him, it's Mike dot realtor. He does real estate now up there. So Mike M I K E dot rap R A P dot realtor R E A L T E T O R. He's actually actively at the, or involved with some of the convoy right now. So if, you, if anybody can, uh, wants to reach out to him, reach out to him. He's a great dude. And Mike, we appreciate the fight you guys are taking. If there's anything we can do at this podcast, maybe we'll get you on here at some point, but um, if there's anything we can do, please let us know and don't hesitate. Yep. Yeah. So I want to queue up this, uh, little quick speech from the Ottawa police chief, and then I'll give my thoughts on that. And then we'll wrap out the Canada stuff. Protesters at this point, uh, you know, uh, retreat and go home. Uh, are they going to be getting sort of repercussions down the road? Or are you going to be sort of actively pursuing the people that you've been sort of documenting and filming who are still out there protesting? What are your plans? after this, uh, after the protest is over? So thank you, it's a great question. And the simple answer is yes. 
If you are involved in this protest, we will actively look to identify you and follow up with financial sanctions and criminal charges. Absolutely. We, this investigation will go on for months to come. It has many, many different streams, both from a federal uh, financial level, from a provincial licensing level, from a criminal code level, from a municipal breach of court order, breach of court injunction level. It will be a complicated and time-consuming um, investigation that will go on for a period of time. You have my commitment that that investigation will continue and we will hold people accountable for taking our streets over. My one sentence, and then you can finish up your thought on this. Any officer, and I hope, I hope, Mike, I hope you share this with as many people up there in Canada as you can. Any of you police officers that follow this man, fuck you. That's right. That's all I have to say. If you, he will do it to you. That's right. He's going to do it to you. No different than he's doing it to the people that are out there in that freedom convoy. If you follow this man, you're a piece of shit. I don't give a shit who you are, what badge you wear, what uniform you wear. I don't care. If you go into any of these protests and you go, I'm just doing my job. You girl, can, you, girl, girl you can eat one, bro. Yeah. You can eat one. Well, here's the thing. What they what they're doing right there is they're taking a playbook out of the January sixth thing, to where they with the January sixth protest, they're finding people on video and they're raiding, you know, old ladies' homes at three in the morning. The FBI is kind of doing the same type of shit, right? What he just said was they're going to look at this from a municipal level. So if if you were caught jaywalking, I don't know if jaywalking is a thing in Canada, but if you were caught jaywalking, they're going to cite you for jaywalking. They're then going to go to the provincial level, which is the state level, try to find charges on that. Then they're going to go to the, the federal level. And that's where they're going to get into what he just said was financial uh, repercussions, which you're banking. You know, all your, all your liquid assets, your financial assets, if you have a license to do whatever job you do, maybe your uh, trucker's license, we're going to take that. We're going to go to the insurance companies. We're going to take that. Basically what they're doing, because they don't have the authority to jail you, we're going to make you homeless. Pretty much. We're going to take everything from you and make you homeless. You have a question, then I, I have one last point with this. No, no, I have a question. Finish your point. Okay. A couple episodes back, the question that you and I posed was, why are they doing all these vaccine mandates? And this was more for here in the U.S. with military, frontline workers, first responders. And what did I say? I said it was a voluntary purge, right? It was to get people to self-identify what side of the road you were on with this whole COVID draconian mandate bullshit, okay? And the people that were not alongside it. Right. If you had questions about it and you say, you know, I'm not going to get the vaccine. Well, they tell you, get out of here. We don't want you. It was a self purge to get people out of those positions that they could not control. What is happening in Canada right now? The police officers that are up there enforcing a lot of this draconian bullshit are the ones that took their vaccine, that complied, that did what the state told them to do. And now they're going after the people that are more free thinking and just, hey, I want to work. I don't want to take this experimental drug. This is, this is what this boils down to, an experimental drug. It's a self-purge. So now what Canada has is they have the force of people that are on their side to follow the orders. I was just following orders. Well, guess what? Just following orders, history doesn't treat you too kindly. It won't happen here. 
won't happen here. I'm glad you it brought. It won't happen here. I'm glad nope, you brought. I'm going to lead right into this clip. And it okay. won't happen here. It won't happen in America. It's not going to happen here. It'll never go here. To be over and to be able to resume the lives that they remember. Well, look, um, I love how people talk about personal freedom. If you're exercising personal freedom, freedom put someone else in jeopardy, their health in jeopardy. I don't consider that being very dealing with freedom. It's about moving in a direction you know is likely to diminish the prospects that this virus continues to spread. And so I, uh, I think people should get the shots. We know the shots work. We know they work for the kind for the uh, the variants that are available or the, that we are dealing with now. We know we have so many more tools at our disposal to prevent death and prevent serious illness. And I, I just think they should be careful. And if they're not careful for themselves, at least think of their children. Think of their, you know, their families. Can't happen here, Brett. Can't happen here. Well, we have a leader that doesn't believe in personal freedoms, but it can't happen here. Right. Biden just told you everything you needed to know because he's basically saying, you know what? I, I don't care about your perceived personal freedoms. Because if I deem this virus to be an emergency, like Trudeau did with this trucker convoy, we'll just take those rights away from you. We're going to institute bulletins to make moms and dads attending uh, school board meetings domestic terrorists. We're going to issue a bulletin to make people putting out information on social media that goes against the narrative domestic terrorists. We're going to put a bulletin out that makes people be considered domestic terrorists if they put a podcast out questioning this narrative. So anybody that thinks that, oh, what happened on it, Australia, what happened in or what's happening in Canada, what was happening in Austria, that can never happen here. Guess what? We are on the precipice of it happening here. We are literally one perceived emergency away for them to come in and say it's happening here. The funny thing, though, about Biden, real quick, because he brought up the fucking vaccine and COVID, and he says they're they're effective. Hey, dipshit, when this came out, they were purported to be 94% effective against COVID. That was clearly shown. I mean, do I need Mari Povich here to say that, you know, that was clearly a lie? They wanted your DNA, bro. We'll get into that here in a moment. That's what they wanted? Yeah, but let's talk about this. Let, right. Let's talk about this vaccine thing. They are not effective. And the more the data that comes out, they are not safe. There isn't a vaccine in history that could have this many adverse events and continue on this path. Over the weekend, Fox 31 News here locally in Denver had an article showing the teaser before the commercial was a fourth COVID shot with a question mark. They then come back, ignore, and clearly they're ignoring all the Israeli data of the fourth COVID shot actually is damaging immune systems. But let's just ignore the inconvenient truth there. Vades. Yeah, Vades. So they come back and they say there is likely going to be a fourth shot required because Pfizer's coming out with an Omicron-specific vaccine that should be available sometime in March. And then after that, it's going to be a yearly vaccine that everybody will be required to get. Interestingly enough, last week, Project Veritas published another hidden cam interview that one of their journalists did with a chief executive at Pfizer talking about their goal, or not a Pfizer, the FDA, excuse FDA. me, the FDA, chief executive of the FDA, where he was literally talking about effectively their collusion with Pfizer to make it, their goal is to make these vaccines an annual thing like the flu shot. 
then this story comes out on Fox 31 News basically saying this is a direction we're going. It doesn't it, – clearly it does not work. Side note, real honest question. How did Omicron become the last variant? Oh, it's not. They're just – dude, we've talked about we it several time? times. No, what, what it is is they just pulled back and there will be some surge before the end of the winter time, and they're going to try to shove it back in because – they're just backing off for the midterms, but I well, just, they're backing off because of Ukraine too. Yeah, and I want to hit on this this topic real quick because I want to let them make sure our listeners know. So, a big reason why I didn't take a test the entire time, there I haven't taken one, knock on wood, but I haven't taken one. Big reason why I didn't take any was because, and I've done the twenty three and Me thing. Don't get me wrong, okay? It's not like my DNA isn't out there. I had to give my DNA to be a police officer. Like, I, it's not about that, right? It's just I don't. I want to mitigate what is out about me. Right, essentially. So here's a couple of clips for you guys. Some of your little swabity swabs tests got sent off, and now you're on file somewhere. I'm going to venture to say that it's a lot bigger number than what they're reporting. Well, if they say 10%, you know it's 90. <laughs> Inverse the numbers. Yep. That nose swab you took, if it was a PCR test, around 5 to 10% of them end up here in laboratories set up to conduct genomic sequencing. Genomic sequencing is a process used to analyze the genetic makeup of viruses. Sort of like creating and then assembling really large puzzles. The SARS-CoV-2 genome is about 30,000 bases long. It's an RNA, a single-stranded positive RNA virus. And that length, if you just typed out the A's, U's, and G's, and C's, is about the same length as the U.S. Constitution and Bill of Rights. All viruses, like SARS-CoV-2, continually evolve as they replicate. Those changes in the genetic code are called mutations. A variant has one or more of these mutations. Labs continuously analyze the genome of SARS-CoV-2 to keep track of variants that pose threats to public health. A lot of the laboratory testing itself is, you know, moving a lot of tubes around. The example of contagion gives you a good sense of what that process kind of looks like on the back end. Blue is virus and the gold is human and the red is the viral attachment protein. We have tools like NextStrain and MicroReact and others that allow us to put sequence data into place and time. That'll never happen here. That'll never happen here. Let Let me play devil's advocate on that for one moment. So part of the idea behind the genomic, the genome sequencing is to identify different variants and different strains, because that's how they identify different variants in different strains. That's why Fine. when they, hang on though, that's why when they say, oh, well, you know, somebody tests positive for COVID and oh, I, I, I've got Omicron or I have Delta. Okay. The only way you know that, the only way you know that is when they send the PCR genetic material, which is what that is to a genetic sequencing lab, and they do the test to make sure that you do, in fact, have that genetic sequence, okay? So when they say that, oh, you know, 90% of the population has Delta, they don't fucking know that. The only way they can know that is to do this, unless they're sending every single one of those PCR tests to a lab and having the lab lab test run and genetic sequencing every single one of them, which is even more frightening in and of itself. But here's the thing to go off to your point, Dustin, do you honestly think that they're purging that data? No. Okay. So they get the, they get your DNA, they get your, your genetic makeup, your genetic profile that's sitting in a data bank somewhere. My assumption is, or my guess, or my conspiracy theory, this is where I will go conspiracy theory on you. My assumption is that information is going over to China. Okay. Do you honestly think they're probably not trying to to 
create new viruses to attack specific DNA sequencing. I don't even know if it's that, dude. I just think it's categorizing. The reason why I do, I want to play this clip from the Joe Rogan podcast. This is his episode with, I'm going to try to pronounce this name. I'm Majid. Not, Majid Nawaz. Nawaz. N-A-W-A-Z. Yeah. I highly recommend everybody go listen to this episode because he has really good insight. He was with a lot, just craziness over, over in the Middle East. But I just want to play this. And the reason why I say it's just for cataloging is from this right here, this clip, okay? Now, you're speaking to somebody who's been on the, on the, on the blunt end of what happens when a state gets something so wrong, yeah? There is no way you can undo what I've seen in my life to know that the state doesn't always act in our best interests. And there is no way that you can remove those experiences right. from me. Now, especially when you're talking to somebody who's been injected against his will in prison, right? And the ethnic minority case here, whether it's uh, here in the U.S. with the African-American communities and the whole experience of uh, medical abuse by the state, or I'll move it again to personal example. In Pakistan, the CIA conducted a fake vaccination program on children in the hunt for bin Laden. That's not even concealed. It's been admitted. You can, uh, is that Jamie? Yo, Jamie, you can look it up. Vox has reported, everyone's reported, because they've admitted it and apologized for it now. In the hunt for bin Laden, there was a fake hepatitis B vaccine program on children collecting all their DNA to try and see if they were related to bin Laden so they could trace bin Laden. This is why in Pakistan, my family's country of origin, the Taliban blow up vaccination centers because they think they're CIA fronts, right? So while he's looking that up, I'll, I'll keep telling you this story. You, you know, there we are. How the CIA's fake hepatitis B vaccine program in Pakistan helped fuel vaccine distrust. Wow. Now, now, you know, what is that? Is that on Vox? That a fake hepatitis B vaccine program. And Jamie, if you scroll down, it may even contain the CIA's apology in there. But, Oops. Uh, but, but many of them do once it got exposed. Yeah. But again, Joe, the only way this gets exposed is when people like us have these conversations. Yeah. Now you're trying to not you, but you know, people are trying to convince me that none of this happened that the state's always had my best interests at heart. I can't undo those experiences and those memories and the treatment to say, okay, you were wrong on Iraq and you actually lied. You were wrong with this hepatitis B vaccination program in Pakistan. My family still live there. Okay, you were wrong there and you lied and you did this fake program using vaccines. But you know what? Okay, you were wrong there. But Oh, and you were wrong when you injected me in, in prison, one of your allies, Mubarak, who was one of the closest allies of America after Israel in the Middle East. But this time you're telling me the truth. No, I'm going to question. I'm not saying you're lying. Question the narrative. I think it's, I think it was pretty simple, right? Like, and that's what that's what always gives me pause, right? And, and we've talked about it a million times about my prior my prior career and understanding what real evil is and understanding people that have true ulterior motives, like you know, just really understanding like crime. Yep. Like just crime just the thought of crime and right. what it, what crime really is. And that's why I have the perceptions I do. Well, so on that, since we're on the vaccine thing, I got a quick question for you. Shoot. The Munich uh, or the uh, European Security Council meeting, the annual Security Council meeting was just this last weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Our esteemed vice president was there. Miss Kamala Harris, they can give a speech using a thousand words and literally say nothing whatsoever. Okay. Can you ans answer me this question? Why was Bill Gates there? He's the money, baby. Why was Bill Gates a, money, guy, money, money, money. a guy that is the chairman of a nonprofit, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation? 
Why in the fuck was he in Munich with all the major heads of states at the European Security Council meeting? He's in high society, bro. Okay. Here's why I bring up Bill Gates. CNBC.com. This article was published on Friday at 1.40 p.m. Eastern Time. Bill Gates says COVID risk dramatically reduced, but another pandemic is coming. He's already preparing for another pandemic, probably for another vaccine. Because when you go down and read this article, he's literally talking about how the current vaccine rollout and distribution wasn't as successful as they thought because they couldn't make people take it uh, or, or basically... Uh, compel people to take it the way they should have. But the next pandemic, they hope to have a new vaccine rolled out within six months. Now, up until 2019, 2020, it took about 10 years to create a safe and effective true vaccine. Now they're t- now he's, he's in this article, and we can put this in the show notes. He's talking about creating a vaccine for a new pathogen they haven't even thought of yet, wink, wink, in six months. It's almost like they're creating the vaccine and then they're going to create the virus around the vaccine. Or HIV. How is this fucking guy not in jail for crimes against humanity? Okay. And, but yet, but yet he's protected. He's totally protected. Let's just hope he doesn't get arrested and end up killing himself in jail like this other associate of Epstein. Yeah, we're not going into that. Today. No, we don't want to. But I, I, here, here's another, here's another question I, I, I want to bring up. And I thought about this the other day, just kind of random thought hit me. Okay, so we've got all these heads of states connected to Epstein. We have all, you know, Bill Gates and all these high, high, you know, high profile people connected to Epstein. Has anybody thought to check the flight logs to see if Anthony Fauci was connected to Epstein? Just saying. That's an honest question. I, I don't know this to be fact. You know, I might be starting a rumor, but I think it's worth investigating. I think it's a good rumor. All right. We have two more clips. Okay, I got one from, I want to play part of Andy Frisella. for To preface this for everybody, he cusses all the time. So if you don't, Worse en- than us. If you don't enjoy cussing, then you might want to just kind of skip through a little bit. But it's just <laughs> going to be a couple minutes. But I thought that he conveyed the message that I would want to convey as best as anybody could. So that's why I'm just going to play it straight from him. That's why I, I, I went through my phases, but like, like now. Bro, people are used to it. That's the problem. Yeah. They're used to the harassment. They're used to the bullying. They're you. They th- see. I'm not used to it because I pulled myself from this shit. Mm-hmm. I'm still living over here in 2000 fucking 19 when people were fucking normal. Right. Okay. Which is where we all should be, by the way. I'm. I'm. Dude. I'm. People are used to it now, and they're not. Mm-hmm. They're not standing up for themselves. They're fucking weak. They lack courage, bro. The shame that's been put down through fucking social pressure, uh, society, the media, politicians. That's a weapon. That's a weapon. Oh, you're selfish. You're killing my fucking grandma. No, you know what killed your fucking grandma? People hiding effective fucking therapies from the internet and deplatforming fucking doctors that actually knew the shit was fucking working. That's what killed your fucking grandma. Mic drop. I mean, I don't think anybody can say it any better because that's the, that's the argument I get from everybody, right? When anytime I talk about this stuff, anytime that I try to bring up stats or anything, it's well, you just you're gonna kill other people. No. No, I'm not. The doctors. Do you know why I'm not? Do you know why I'm not? Because the real numbers are coming out. Right. Or the real numbers are coming out. And if you want to check into it, only around, I don't know what the final number is right now, but it was around 17,000 people died from COVID in the United States. 17,000. That is not even. That was one of the last numbers I saw. That's not even on the level 
not even a, a close to a level of an epidemic, let alone a pandemic. And I'm sorry if you lost people out there, you know, but at the same time, if you have gone this entire time, it's been over what, 700 some freaking days at this point. If you have not done one thing for your health, if you have not tried to lose weight, if you have not looked, if you haven't looked into vitamin supplementation, if you haven't looked into heat shock proteins and sonar or any of this other, any of the millions of different pieces of information pertaining to your health, if you haven't done any of that, I have nothing for you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't have, I don't even want to listen to your stupid bullshit. Right. Because guess what? If you didn't make any changes in your lifestyle, if you didn't cut down on drinking, you didn't cut down on going to the McDonald's fucking drive through you know, you didn't cut down on the, on the, on the food coming out of the bags, you know, you didn't increase exercise or start an exercise program. If you didn't do none of that, I got news for you. Your face mask and your gene therapy isn't going to work. No, you're fucking lazy. That's what you are. Well, right. No, right. you're lazy, dude. Right. You're lazy because you want the entire world around you to just coddle you, to just make every everything okay. Anything you think, that's what it needs to happen. And I, everybody needs to wear a mask around me because I don't want to go for. I don't want to get my fat ass up off the couch and leave my bag of potato chips and my whole rack of freaking Oreos and go out for a stinking walk for thirty minutes. Like, that's the truth, dude. And you know what? Everybody is a little too comfortable. Everybody's a little too cushy. Do you know what I'm saying? They're getting a little bit sloppy. And then when they have some health problems, they want to blame it on everybody else. Get away from me. Right. Get away from you me. You know, here's the thing, man. Heart disease didn't go away. Cancers didn't go away. Matter of fact, cancers have actually skyrocketed, ironically. I have something I want to uh, talk about real quick on the same topic, and then we'll, we'll cut that out with our uh, last clip here. But uh, you know how now we have this epidemic of heart conditions, right? All of a sudden, just like all of a sudden we have a new highly virulent uh, strain of HIV magically after 40 years, Okay. Uh, here's a mashup of a bunch of headlines uh, from different news outlets. Extreme heart events jeopardizes cardiovascular health, experts warn. Extreme heart event or heat events, excuse me, extreme heat events. So now the heat causes you to have heart attacks. So in the history of mankind, heat was never, pro oh, sorry, forgot climate change. Cold weather, same thing. They're saying cold weather causes extreme heart events. Young adult. Uh, cannabis consumers nearly twice as likely to suffer from a heart attack researcher shows. So marijuana and, and weed and cannabis has been around for as long as the earth has been around. And yet all of a sudden, you know, all, all the potheads from the sixties and seventies, all the hippies that smoked weed and everything in the sixties and seventies never really had any issues. Now they have issues. Concerns grow over a link between use of sex toys and heart attacks in women. Well, those vibrators are fucking dangerous, aren't they? I, I'm, I'm literally reading headlines, okay? Dude, I've had this, three th direct people in the last two and a half weeks, bro, that have, do that have dropped dead. Right. And uh, t two of them, and I'm not saying one way or the other, but again, I put two and two together, and two of them of the three that I know for a fact were within a two-week window of getting their booster shot. Yeah. Two of them were. Yeah. Mystery rise in heart attacks from blocked arteries. Binge watching TV linked to higher blood clot risk. Now, I'd actually believe that because guess what? Binge watching TV, if you're watching TV five, six, seven hours out of a day, means you're not exercising. Get the fuck up off the couch. That I mean, that, that's just a big bag of duh. Okay. Harsh winter can increase heart-related complications. Who knew? Who knew that there wasn't a rash of heart, heart complications and heart attacks up in places like, I don't know, 
uh, Russia, Canada, Alaska, Montana, you know, Iceland, Idaho. Idaho. You know, how about uh, how about down in Argentina and North Chile? Dakota. Yeah, how about down in Argentina and Chile when they get their winter? Right. This is this is the length that the establishment is going to to hide the fact that their vaccine is fucking deadly. I mean, literally, why energy drinks boost your risk of having a killer stroke? Shoveling snow linked to risk, including heart attack. Paramedics warn after two calls within an hour. Are you kidding? Shoveling snow is the equivalent of exercise. They're saying don't exercise now. People need to wake up and realize that this bullshit vaccine, this bullshit gene therapy is causing more harm than it is good. But yet you got the government still mandating it in some aspects saying, if you don't get it, you can't work. Look at Canada. What's going on there? If you don't think it could happen there or happen here, take a look at their playbook. Because if Canada is successful, the United States is going to slowly start implementing all that, all that other bullshit if they haven't already. We're right behind it. We're right behind it. So I want to play this last clip. This is a mashup for all of you out there that are going, oh, I, I think we should trust them. Okay. And I know that a lot of you don't like Trump and I don't really give a shit, but we, with all the information, we're going to do an episode on the Durham report and kind of break it down a little bit more, but just wanted to play this clip to show you how truthful they really are. Completely wrong. It did not. It did not happen. This was. There was no spying. There was. It's Pizzagate. The conspiracy gene is no more accurate than Pizzagate. Mm-hmm. No one was spying on the president through the microwave. No one spied on the Trump campaign. There was no spying. There was no spying. No spying. There was 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 no spying. Wow. By the way, there was no spying, of course. There was no spying. There was no spying on the Trump campaign. On the Trump campaign. It's been a year and a half. There There was was no spying on the Trump campaign. Of this crap. No No spying spying on the Trump Trump campaign. campaign. Which is a conspiracy theory. No No spying spying on the Trump Trump campaign. campaign. Facts matter. And, oh, by the way, no. They run the show, bro. Boy, that didn't age well. They run the show. Yeah. They run the show. And for those out there that don't get it yet, you better start getting it. Because at some point, it's going to come for you. And that's all I got to say. I appreciate all of our listeners out there. I'll let you walk them out. Yeah, everybody. All I would say is, listen, keep an eye on what's happening, you know, across our borders because it's not far, it's not far behind us. And when you got the current administration issuing out DHS bulletins, basically talking about your, your friends and neighbors and family members being considered possible domestic terrorists because they're not going along with the narrative and they may be patriotic and all this shit. They're trying to create further division. I said this on an earlier episode, it's 2020 of a midterm election very soon in short order, the next month to two months, you know, the Democrats have nothing to run on other than division and fear, divisiveness and fear. Okay, they're going to ramp up the divisiveness with the racial tensions in this country. They're going to ramp up the fear. Currently, they're ramping up the fear with Ukraine and Russia. Probably it's going to be another surge in COVID. But then you know what else they're going to do towards the end of summer? They're going to start buying out votes when they know they don't stand a chance. And they're doing that by forgiving student loan debt. Don't let them trick you into keeping power that they're abusing the shit out of. And I'm talking both left and right. I know I talk Democrats there, but the 
a lot of the Republicans doing the same thing. Get out, get active in your, your local primaries. When the primary comes up for your congressperson or your senator, vote in those primaries. If you got somebody that's been in there for four, five, six, seven terms, time to get them out and get some fresh blood in there because none of this shit changes unless we change it. And we got to do it the diplomatic way. So with that, everybody, stay dangerous. See you.